welcome to TT from the D Wind Down Wednesday session. I am your host for the evening, and I am very excited that you took the time out of your busy schedule to stop by and join myself and my amazing guest this evening so that we can learn a little bit more about the real estate industry and in the market in which we're living in today's time, how things are really going. Before I introduce my guests, let me remind you that TT from the D podcast show features a wide range of guests that include community leaders, entertainers, authors, business professionals, and entrepreneurs alike. Our target audience is vast with something for everyone, and we enjoy providing a platform to inspire, encourage, and empower people while adding a little bit of laughter and excitement to our lives in which we live on a daily basis. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my amazing guest. First of all, she's phenomenal. She's a beautiful woman inside and out. I've had the pleasure of knowing her for over 10 years. She is a wife. She's a mother. She's an entrepreneur. She's a friend. And she is definitely about her business. And tonight, she's taking time out of her busy schedule to come through and share a lot of her wisdom. So I advise you to grab you some paper and a pen so you can drop these jewels down into your treasure box when you need to reference it and go back. You could always go in and pull out what you need. And let's not forget, she's also a graduate of Tennessee State University, TSU in the building tonight. So without any further ado, I would like to bring my amazing guest into the building. Hi, I'm well. How are you? I am well. Thank you for stopping by, Queen. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, you know, it's been a minute. We've been trying it to has. get our schedule. Yeah, <laughs> we've been we've been getting my calendar, then your calendar, and then it just aligns where tonight is the night and nothing's going to stop that from going down today. Right, right, absolutely. Now, I did a little brief tap in and just summed up a little bit about my thoughts of who you are, but I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about who you are, the realtor, the mom, the the wife, and the friend, the businesswoman who is on fire right now. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm going to have to carry you around so you can give me introductions wherever I go. <laughs> I will do that. I'll do that. <laughs> well, um, Monifi Canute, I am uh, been married to my wonderful husband for 17 years. Wow. Um, we have uh, two boys, a 16-year-old who is a junior at uh, U of D High School and a mm -hmm. 13-year-old, uh, soon to be 14, who is in the academy at U of D. Um, and so they keep me pretty busy with all of their activities and swimming and, and football and lacrosse and piano and robotics, you know, like I'm sure every other, you know, working mom out there trying to juggle life and work at the same time. Yes. I have been a realtor now for five years. I got licensed in 2016 um, after, as you know, I previously had a a, um, a travel agency um, yes. that I owned. And I had the travel agency for about six years. And that served a purpose as I was still raising my kids and still wanted to um, be able to be home with them. So, you know, I could have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, but as time went on and the boys got bigger, I wanted to uh, have more interaction with adults. <laughs> and got so it. Conversation about Sesame Street and Lazy Town. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And a good friend of mine um, who had been a realtor for, for 20 years in the Detroit market talked to me or approached me about becoming a realtor. Okay. And um, and so my husband and I sat down with him and we talked for a while. And and then I sat for and got my license uh, in October of 2016. And as they say, the rest is history. Um, mm. absolutely love what I do. I actually wish that I'd done it 10 years earlier, wow. um, but things happen the way that they're supposed to. So I was able to spend that time with my kids in their formative years at home, um, because I would have probably been a lot busier, uh, with real estate with them being little, wow. but, um, I absolutely love it. I, I love helping people. Um, yeah. I went to school, um, thinking that I wanted to be a doctor. And um, 
quickly found out that I don't like the sight of blood, which kind of interferes with being a doctor. Pretty much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those two things don't go together. Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to help people. Right. And one of the things that I, I say to people all the time and is talk to young people that I mentor and my boys um, about learning about all the different career paths that are out there. Mm-hmm. Because when we were kids, when we had career night, the lawyer, the doctor, the teacher, uh, you know, maybe you had a banker um, would come and talk about careers. Yes. But there's so many more careers out there in the world that we just don't really even think about. Yes. And real estate wasn't one of them for me. Um, and it allows me to live out my passion of helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it prevents me from having to see blood. So it's the best <laughs> of both worlds for me. <laughs> Wow. You know that you know that old saying, your gift will make room for you. So if your gift is helping people, it's just in a different facet. Now you may have thought it was going to be because of the doctor. And you know, we can we'll, we'll always need a doctor as long as we are alive. Right. We'll always need a doctor. But you're also kind of a doctor in another facet if I could say that because you help people find homes. You you help people take houses and turn them into homes. And so yeah. Yeah, and that's how I look at it. Um, yeah, I look at it as I'm a I'm a matchmaker. I just match make people with with houses. Mm. Um, and you know the house that we live in. I mean, we've been here for 14 years since my youngest was six months old. Wow. And all his memories are in this house. This is the only house that he ever remembers living in. Right. Um. So you know, it's not you know for a lot of people, it's property, and mm-hmm. it's an asset. Um, but for us, it's it's his first steps. It's yeah. you know the bike ride for my when my three when we moved in my oldest was three when we taught him how to ride his bike. You know, um, it's the the sand pit in the backyard. It's the playhouse that we used to have for them. Mm-hmm. It's the playroom that we've had and have changed into uh, different variations over the years. So you know this house um, is just an address on a street. But it holds who our family is, you mm, know, um, yeah. and that is what makes me so happy about what I do um, as I help find help people find places to have their memories, you know, and, yeah. and make their memories and define who their family is in the, in, in those walls, you know. So mm. um, it's more than just, you know, four walls and a roof. Um, it's much more to people. Um one of my jobs is to help people to, uh, because it becomes very emotional for people. Mm. Buying a house is a big deal. Yeah. Um, buying a house is probably the average person's largest one-time financial transaction that they'll make at one time. Wow. That's huge, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And um, so I help them look at it from as an investment standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. I'm honest. Um, and I think that that is why many of my clients, uh, start out as my clients, but end up being my friends. Mm, I could see that. I really could see that. Um, yeah, you know, some people just have something. There's a lot of real estate agents out here. You know, it was a, it was a time in life where you didn't really, if, if you met a real estate agent, it was like, oh, there was like this blueprint. It just seemed like they were all the same. Mm-hmm. And and as time has evolved and people started to see, so I think it's safe to say some people do it for the money. Mm-hmm. And then it's safe to say that some people do it because they really want to do what you're saying. You want to help someone that's starting a family or has a family create memories. And you know mm-hmm. that old saying, these walls could talk. Right. Well, they have a lot of conversation. They've seen a lot of people, depending if it was built from the ground up and you were the first or it was sitting for a long time and you're one of many. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, you know, I salute you on that. Um, but that's one okay. thing I want to ask you. Of course, absolutely. That's one thing I want to ask you, though. With with the market having a lot of different real estate agents, mm-hmm. what, what makes you memorable to someone that would make them continue to come back to you and refer you out? 
Um, you know, back to, you know, kind of what I just said is that um, 90% of my business is from referrals. Mm. Um, so I don't do a lot of advertising. Um, I don't do a lot of, you know, uh, Facebook ads and, and things of that nature. Yes. Um, but 90% of my business comes from referrals. Um, and, and that says something to me or that, and I'm very proud of that because mm-hmm. that says the people that I work with, um, value my expertise and know that I am working as best I can on their behalf. Um, and that, uh, I really do take buying and selling real estate very, very personal and very serious. Um, you ask my husband, there are many nights that I'm up in the middle of the night <laughs> worrying about a transaction or worrying about a client because something isn't going right and I can't sleep. Um, mm. But, you know, on the on the outside of it, um, I think that is one of the things that um, makes people keep send- coming back to me. There are many of my clients that I've sold and bought and sold multiple properties with them okay and makes them refer their friends and family to me because they know that i'm going to take care of them like they are my family um and i I think that that's kind of what sets it apart for me is it's not just a transaction Mm -hmm. um it's not just a property it is part of a family's legacy and you know for uh people of color or black people specifically uh in this country there were a lot of a long time ago, not so long time ago, that we couldn't participate in this dream. That's right. That's right. And to be a part of that, where, you know, when you think about it, that I am the first generation of my family that has been able to, uh, upon being born, would be able to buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the laws w- weren't until 1968 that allowed fair housing for people of color. Um, mm. And so that that is powerful to me. And I take that very seriously. And I want to see more people, more, you know, biopic, black, brown and indigenous people participate in this American dream. Yes. Um, as well as the single mom or the young family that's starting out that, you know, maybe you come from a family that you've always leased or you always rented and you don't understand uh, the real estate process and what that is. Um, so I look at myself um, also as a teacher and as an educator um, and trying to make sure that I'm leaving a mark on them that now they can create a legacy that they can leave down to those that come behind them. Well said. That that catapults me ahead and I'm into my interview questioning. I want to talk about your real estate school. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that. Tell us about that. I'm, I'm really, really excited about this. Um, I am with Keller Williams. Uh, we are the largest uh, brokerage in the world uh, with agents in over 50 different uh, countries. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a huge family. Um, and one of the things that we try to do is to create opportunities for everybody. Okay. So in, uh, two, in 2020, after the killing of George Floyd, um, our CEO, Gary Keller was very moved by that incident. Um, and, um, he penned a letter to the entire, um, staff or employee base or agent base of Keller Williams. So it went out to everybody. And I remember being up in the middle of the night um, and uh, was on my phone for whatever reason. And I saw this email come through from Gary Keller and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm important, but you know, <laughs> right. you know, often, yeah, you know I t- used to tell my mom, you're a hero in your own mind, right? You're <laughs> in your own mind. So, yeah. I know he wasn't just reaching out to me at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he penned this very eloquent, heartfelt and passionate letter to his um, entire company mm-hmm. talking about how he was moved by, you know, because we had had Ahmaud Avery, we had had Breonna Taylor, and then I think George Floyd was just 
the last straw, you know, for that summer. Mm. And about how he knows that he was, has not actively participated in being an anti-racist and that he wanted to participate in helping our company be one that creates opportunity for all people, no matter their color, their uh, financial background, their uh, sexual orientation, their their sex, male or female, um, and just create an opportunity for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so we created this this task force, the Social Equity Task Force. It was a nation, nationwide task force. And out of that, some great things came of it. And one of the things that came out of that was uh, the Keller Williams School of Real Estate. Mm. And it what it was designed to kind of disrupt the market. One of the things that we found when we were doing our research is that although black people make up about 14% of the population in our country, we make up about 7% of the real estate agents in the country. And of that 7%, only about 4% are actually making a living. Like that is their sole income coming from real estate. Wow. So how do we change the landscape of, you know, of social equity from the real estate standpoint, unless we open doors for people that look like the people we're trying to change the landscape for? Right. Right. Um, Because people do business with people they know they like and they trust. Right. That's right. Um, And so that was where the real estate school kind of snowballed from is being able to remove a financial barrier for many you know it's a financial barrier to take the class become a real estate agent and, and in the state of michigan it's about uh three hundred dollars to take the real estate class maybe four depending upon what school you go to but in uh ohio it's like seventeen hundred dollars in new york oh it's like twenty two hundred dollars so across the country there is a financial burden to becoming a real estate agent Okay. So that's what they're with Kaplan University um, and their school of real estate um, for a online version. So a self-paced and self-study. So our real estate students sign up with, with me or with our office or with other Keller Williams offices across the country. And we sponsor them. And we sponsor them to get to sit for the test. Um, so that they can get prepared to take their state test. The state test is uh, their financial responsibility. But we walk with them through the process. Okay. And the beauty of it is um, that this is, it's like a no strings attached offer. It is truly to help people get into real estate. We would love for them to choose to partner with Keller Williams as their brokerage, but there's no obligation that they have to. We just want to help change the industry and help change the market. Wow. That is a lot to process and unpack. I know. Sorry. <laughs> no. I, mean it, I don't mean it in that way. Like, oh, my God, that's a lot. No, what I'm saying is the the passion, like, just hearing this, like, this thought that manifested in Mr. Keller's mind. And he said, you know, he could have chose just a small group of people or a core team of people. But he'd said, no, this is going out to everybody because everybody is my team they're my family Mm -hmm. and each one reach one teach one right right and what i love is that he's sowing seeds he's giving out seeds because he's being a good farmer and then he has a great farm and other farmers such as yourself and then in turn it's like you're paying it forward Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like okay you can never say and I, and I say this, ladies and gentlemen, you could never say there's no opportunity for me to do anything where I could actually say, look, I'm creating an empire. I'm, I'm leaving behind a legacy for myself. Real estate may be for you, may not be for you. Yes. True. Right. I believe that it takes a people person. I think you have to be in love with people. You have to want to help, have the spirit and compassion to want to help make change, to make a good real estate agent. That's my personal thought. Mm-hmm. But if you come to someone like yourself or your your agency and you say, you know what, I want to go ahead and I'm interested in this. I'm nervous. I can't afford it. You say, hey, we're looking to sponsor some people. Get through this piece. The only thing you're financially responsible for 
is taking a state test and it's on from there. You don't have to stay with us if you decide you want to go with, I don't know, whomever. Right. That's fine. But just know it started here. The opportunity was planted here. Whatever you choose to do with it, you can never say you didn't have an opportunity to stand on your own. No one opened up that you know some people will say well some people were born with a silver spoon in their mouth or they were just passed down from generations money just fell into their hands or what it was just they had an easy road a person like myself would come along and I'm being transparent I grew up and as a child my mother was a single mom taking care of four kids we were evicted mm -hmm. too many times I never had a home that was stable that I could stay long enough to say oh my god I grew up there Right. And I promised myself when I was a kid that if I ever got grown and married and had children, I didn't want that to be their story. My mother mm -hmm. did the best she could with what she had. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But here's an opportunity that you're giving to people that could be like me and say, hey, this is your chance to go ahead and leave this legacy to pass on to your children. And I commend y'all for that. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, and and, and you you picked up the spirit of it. Um, completely. That is really what we're really trying to do. We're trying to change lives, yeah. um, not only by selling you real estate, but also by being a steward of the industry and allowing people access and entree into the wealth building opportunities that come along with real estate. Gotcha. So whether if you want to sell real estate or you just want to know more so that you can become an investor and invest and create opportunities for other people that may not have the opportunity to purchase for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, there are a lot of different opportunities or pathways in real estate. Got it. Got it. I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I'm listening and I'm like, huh. And I, <laughs> and I know I can't be the only one that's going to be listening and say, you know what? I thought about it. I, I actually know a couple of people who have talked about it over the years and then um, just, you know, didn't say much to anybody until it was like, hey, I'm about to take my test. I'm like, for what? And like, for my real estate license. Like, I didn't even know you were in school for it. And it's kind of like, you know, some people feel like, oh, just move in silence. We don't want to talk about it. Just be about it. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But if, for instance, me talking to you, interviewing you now, we're talking about it. Some people now... Right hearing this show will say, you know what? Wow. I've been looking for this opportunity. I couldn't afford it. Okay. Now I'm glad I listened to this podcast because now I know where to go. And with that being said, if somebody wanted to attend your real estate school, how would they do that? Well, they can always reach out to me. I am one of the administrators of the real estate school for our office, uh, KW City and KW Metro. Okay. Um, so they can always reach out to me. Um, and I know you'll, I'm sure we'll have my email and my phone number um, as part of this podcast information. Yes. Um, and we can get them started. And I'll tell you, Teresa, you will be amazed at the conversations that I've had. Um, with people as I'm signing them up. I've had one lady in tears. Mm. Like I've always wanted to do this. Um, and I was just always out of my reach, you know? Yeah. Um, she was, she's a single mom and she was just like, you know, coming up with $300 as a single mom, um, I had to make some decisions sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I get that. I grew up with a single mom too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. I, I get that. I remember there were days when, um, you know, I thought it was cute that we were having dinner by candlelight. I didn't understand as a child that we were having dinner by candlelight because the lights were off. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I've, I've sung that song. So I understand. Yeah. You know, yeah. my mother was, was a master at making not seem traumatic. Um, so we, we just didn't know that it wasn't a great, you know, like we just thought, oh, mama's making dinner by candlelight, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just didn't seem traumatic for us because she, she kind of shielded us from her realities. Um, but I've had people, you know, like I said, in tears. I've had people, you know, just giddy with laughter through the whole process. Like, I just can't believe that this is happening to me. Um, mm -hmm. I had one guy, he signed up and within two weeks, he'd already been ready to sit for the test because he just devoured the material because he was so hungry and so ready for this opportunity. And somebody like that is going to change somebody's life with real estate, Amen. you know, and change his yeah. life with real estate. So it's just really, really rewarding watching this process 
and watching people um, take this journey. So with your detour office, KW City, where is that located? So we're just opening our KW City office. Um, it is in the Park Shelton. So we're right on Woodward, uh, across the street from the DIA in the Museum District and across from the Detroit Historic Museum. Okay. Um, we're very excited about this opportunity. We are the first major real estate company brokerage to move back into the city, uh, a national brand to move back in the city. And we're very, very proud of that. Um, we've been working at this for uh, some time. Um, and, you know, a little thing like the pandemic, you know, happened that kind of delayed some things. Um, but we're so excited about uh, being a part of uh, the renaissance of the city of Detroit. I live in the city. Um, the majority of the real estate that I sell is in the city of Detroit. Um, and I'm not originally from the city. I'm from Pontiac. But I am I have grown to have just a, a passion and a love for the city of Detroit and and helping our, our residents um, realize their their dreams and their financial dreams through real estate. So we're happy to be a part of it. We're happy to be here. Awesome. It's good to have you guys there. And I'm loving the fact that you guys are a part of the rebirth of the city of Detroit. Yes. Yes. I think that's what we're most excited about. Um so I, I literally just got keys to the office yesterday. Congratulations. <laughs> so, yes. So I was giddy, giddy yesterday about getting the keys and we have furniture delivered. Nice. And so um, we, we're ready to get ready to um, do our grand opening here very soon and and really start uh, being a presence in the city of Detroit. Oh, I look forward to that. I I, I hope to uh, get one of those invites and then come back and tell the people Absolutely. about it. All right, Absolutely. I'm loving that. So let me ask you, let's let's jump into something. I know these pens and papers these folks will have tonight is going to come in handy. And I, I've had this question. I've talked about it with different people. And we act like we know what we're talking about when we have a conversation, but I realize we don't. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between an FHA loan and getting a loan from your credit union or your standard bank? That's a really good question. And a lot of people don't know the difference. And, you know, and it's a good question to ask even in this heart, in this market right now. You know, like the market right now is on fire. You put a house on the market, you know, if it's priced well, it's gone in five days. Right. Mm, wow. Um, things are moving quickly. Um, FHA mortgage is a mortgage that is backed by the federal government by the Federal Housing Administration. And what that means is that that mortgage loan that a bank writes, because a bank still does, or a mortgage company does still write that loan. But then oh, okay. that bank is insured by the federal government. So that oh. in the event that the homeowner or the borrower does default on the loan, the bank is not um, stuck with the property, right? It rolls okay. back to the to the government, and that is where you find, you know, you used to hear about it, HUD homes, right? Yes. So a HUD home is nothing more than an FHA, than a home that was purchased with an FHA mortgage that went into default mm. or into foreclosure. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now what the beauty of an FHA mortgage is that, you know, a lot of times we hear that they're first-time homeowners or first-time home buyers. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people don't know is that if you if you have not owned a home for the last 3 years, even if you bought a home previously, you re-qualify for an FHA mortgage. Wow, I bet you folks didn't know that but they know tonight. They do now you know. <laughs> wow, I didn't know now that. You know. And so what an FHA does is it brings down your down payment. So typically for an FHA mortgage, you're paying three and a half percent, right? Mm -hmm. As your down payment. For a conventional mortgage, which is one that is backed by the bank, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where the bank holds the asset. Mm -hmm. And if the in the event that the homeowner goes into the vault, the property goes back on the books of the bank. Right? Gotcha. The bank has to find a realtor like me to then put the house on the market and then sell it. Right. Gotcha. 
So that those are the only two differences. Outside of the fact that a conventional loan used to mean that you were coming up with 20% down. Mm, Jesus, Holy Father. Okay. That's not what a conventional loan means today. There are a lot of conventional loan products where you can do 3%, you can do 3.5%, you can do 5%. Because they had to get competitive, right? So mm-hmm. once you create a vehicle that allows people to put down a, a lower down payment and we live in a capitalistic society, then other people are going to create a competing product, right? Mm-hmm. So our many FHA, I mean, conventional mortgages have low down payment options as well. Okay. 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 So... So even for sellers, when you are, if you're selling your home and if you get the multiple offer situation and you see a good offer, but it's an FHA backed mortgage, a lot of people shy away from that saying, oh, it's FHA. But an FHA is actually one that is going to be vetted better because the federal mm. government wants to make sure, <laughs> you wow. know, more so holding this property, right? If they can, you know, so... They're going to dot more T's or cross, what, is the, what is it? Dot more I's and cross more T's mm-hmm. to make sure that the homeowner or the buyer is going to be really qualified to purchase the house. Gotcha. So in some ways, you know, FHA mortgage or FHA buyer might be as competitive or sometimes a little bit more competitive than uh, a conventional loan. So, I mean, this apples to apple oranges, but they're they're great vehicles. Okay. Okay. And then you also have your VA loans, which is for our veterans. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of VA loans is that the veteran does not have to put down a down payment. Wow. Right. So that is a benefit that we give um, as a country to our veterans who have served um, and, and sacrificed some of their life to serve yeah. in our country. Um, is that we offer them VA loans. So let's say the house is worth $100,000. Their mortgage amount would be for $100,000. They zero down payment. I mean, down payment. Wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. And they deserve that. They do. They 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 deserve that. They really do. They do. So how can a person with little to no credit or bad credit become a homeowner? Because that's another thing. I've met people who may have the money, but they say, oh, my God, I don't have any credit or I have bad credit versus a person that has the money but have no credit. So how does that work? Well, you know, the credit requirements for loans are usually a lot lower than what most people believe. Mm. For an FHA mortgage, the bottom threshold for your credit is a 580 credit score. Stop that. Yeah. So you can buy a house (laughs) with a 580 credit score if you have an FHA mortgage. On top of that, there are a lot of loans that are backed by, um, and there are state loans, and they're in different states have their different terms for them. But in Michigan, we have the MISHDA loan which will also assist in down payment assistance. So they might even give you up to a $10,000 grant. Well, I think it's like $7,500 now. But a $7,500 grant, forgivable forgivable grant, if you stay in the house for at least five years. Wow. So there are a lot of products that are out there for people to help people um, buy a house that, you know, and it's just really about getting the message out there to educating people that these products are out here and that this is a possibility. So for a conventional loan, which is the one that's not backed by the government, right? Mm-hmm. The Typically the bottom score is a 620. That's still great but good that's for a person great. Because, you know when you think we're yeah. on an 800 point that's what you know, I thought. scale for credit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's right. still a good range. Wow. And what people also may not know is that they just raised the thresholds for FHA mortgages. Um, so I think you can go up to, now don't quote me on this because I'm going off of my memory. Okay. Um, and But I think that they just raised the thresholds into the 500,000s for an FHA mortgage. Shut the front door and lock it up. Yeah. 
So, whereas before you had to get a what we call a jumbo loan, which a lot, which made you have to do more uh, a, a larger down payment, mm -hmm. um, you can do an FHA mortgage of up to like five hundred thousand dollars. That's unbelievable. Isn't that unbelievable? And you know what? I'm gonna tell you. So these are the type of things you would learn in your real estate school, correct? Correct. Correct. Because I'm going to tell you, when I was sitting down having my little bougie conversations with my friends and we talking about all of this, when I tell you we was wrong, we didn't know what we were talking about, but we, we would, <laughs> you swear we knew. None of us knew nothing about it. We going on hearsay, speculation. Right. We're right. sitting here with a glass of wine. Like, you know, so I think it's like we were wrong. Yeah. I can't run. I can't wait to run back and share this or tell them, no better yet, tell them to listen to this show because they're going to have their mouth open just like me. I'm sitting here like, so we was wrong. I hope wasn't nobody here hustling at our table because <laughs> they would have said, them women don't know what they're talking, but have no clue. And right. then it's like, I, I start, I'm thinking now as a child, my mom moved from place to place. And I wonder if my mother would have ever back in the day. Now, see, I don't know how relevant and how new this all manifested, but I wonder if it was an opportunity back when my mother was going through things for years, losing a place to stay. And because, you know, when you lose your home or you're getting evicted, you don't get no money back. And right. You don't get it. Right. You know. Wow. Yeah. And, you wow. know, and, and that's a great point that you just made is that um, in the event that something happens, especially in this market, and, and, you know, so let's talk about that. Like, let's say we have somebody that's listening who, you know, the pandemic has been detrimental to a lot of people's livelihoods. Yes. Um, we have a lot of people who have, you know, uh, you know, lost jobs or had to change jobs or, you know, for whatever reason, the finances are not what it used to be. Yes. Heck, if you're like me and have two teenage boys at home and you're trying to feed them, your money doesn't go as long Ooh, as it used to. Yes, indeed. Know? Yes, indeed. Because I just left the Kroger and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go over there. So, yeah, I understand. I understand. And, uh, I'm like, listen, I'm going to have to get these boys on some Vienna sausages. Okay. Um, <laughs> but what, what we... I lost my train of thought really quickly, but so if you're in a in a situation where you are looking at what am I I have a house and I don't and I may be in a position where I have to lose my house mm, and I yeah. might be going into foreclosure. Yeah. We've had a lot of people go into forbearances during the pan when the pandemic first started. Mm -hmm. Um and now they're trying to figure out their options. Right. Right now, today, this very day, there is more equity in homes in the United States than there has ever been in history. Mm. Which means that in the event that you go into foreclosure, if you contact a good real estate agent, we can probably sell your house now, even in foreclosure, wow. for a profit. The bank just wants their money. Right. They just want what's owed. So if we can sell the house for more than what you owe the bank you still get to walk away with a check. Look at that. Wow. I've sold, wow. Over the years, I've sold many houses that were in foreclosure. Um, and my clients paid off the, the loan and was Blum. able to walk away with the check to set them up for what they were going to do for the next year or two to try to get themselves back on track. Amen to that. Wow. Whew. Okay, I'm feeling something now. Okay. <laughs> I just, because it was this, I'm, 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 I'm really, like, I personally am tapping into this as well. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like from my own self, beyond just for my listeners. And just, you know, this is something that I've wanted to talk about before I knew I was going to need to talk about it on another level. Mm -hmm. But it, it's interesting to me because I'm thinking like, you know, right when you think like, I would imagine a person who, I'm not a homeowner, but I imagine a homeowner who's listening and they may be struggling or they may be in foreclosure and they're mm -hmm. feeling like, oh my God, I'm about to lose all I put in here. I'm about to lose this. I'm about to... But to see that, wait a minute, it's a possibility that I could sell this, give the bank what they are owed and still make a profit. Right. Wow. And there's no better time in history for that to happen than right now. Okay. Um, over the last year, home prices went, went up 
in some areas between 20 and 30 percent. I live specifically in the university district. A house in my neighborhood just closed for over $500,000 in university district. Wow. Last week. Wow. Um, So, you know, that same house three years ago was probably in the threes or the high twos. So that tells you the that we have in our in our property right now. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So Ooh, I mean, that's a lot. Every I, neighborhood. Ooh. I mean, think about Bagley. Have you been watching the the transformation? I have. Bagley? Yes. I'll tell yes. you four years of real quick story four years ago young single guy early mid 20s bought a house in Bagley with me we paid $60,000 for his house Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this summer I sent him his uh I call it it's called a CMA a comparative market analysis looking at all of the houses in the area, what they're selling for and what your house would potentially sell for if we put it on the market. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I know I'd have to find you someplace to go, but this is what your house is probably worth right now. We sold his house in 18 hours, not 18 days. Uh Uh-oh. We closed at 145,000. Off of a $60,000 profit? I mean, a purchase? $60,000 four years ago. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Insane. I know he was super excited, wasn't he? Oh, he is so excited. So we ended up purchasing a a fixer-upper in uh, in another historic neighborhood. Okay. he's going to do it again. He said, I'll be calling you. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. I know that's right. (laughs) Wow. Now, he did do some improvements to the house, of course. Of course. But, but, I mean, but that's a huge jump in equity. And, you know, to be, and he's now probably in young 30s. I mean, he walked away with you know, $10,000 check. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations to him. And I know. Congratulations I know. to you. I'm, because I you, so yeah. Excited wow. It was insane. Nice. Nice. So, all right. So do you, with people leasing, buying, land contracts, all of that, do you, what do you think is the better deal? To lease, to buy, Land contract. Um, well, lease to, to buy and land contract are typically the same thing. They're just different words for okay. the same for the same type of vehicle. So okay. it is a purchase or a lease with an option is what the technical term is in the real estate world. Um, I would just tell people be careful with the lease to own. There are mm. some great opportunities out there, right? Mm-hmm. But you also want to make sure that you aren't overpaying because what a lease to own is, is that the homeowner is basically becoming the mortgage company. Oh, OK. So okay. they do what we call hold paper on it. So they they hold the loan or they hold the deed. You want to make sure that whomever it is that you're in the contract with is has recorded the land contract down at the county office, right? Mm, Because that's what gives you kind of like the the credit history. And, you know, like it it, it starts a lot of things moving for you. A lot of times the land contract holders don't record the contract Mm -hmm. um, or have it be held at a a reputable title company, right? So Mm -hmm. that they hold the deed. So that the landlord or the homeowner or the property owner is not holding the deed. Gotcha. You also want to make sure, and typically you're going to pay more than market rate in interest. Because that's them making their money, right? Okay. Okay. Otherwise, they would just sell the house. So right now, we're looking at about, with, with good credit, you're probably going to be around 3% under 2 under two. Maybe two nine, two eight for your interest rate. Mm-hmm. A land contract can go up upwards to six to ten percent in interest. Oh wow! So you pay for the benefit of not having to go through the whole credit process with 
the bank. Got you. Got you. Right? Mm-hmm. And you just want to make sure you're you're entering into a legally binding contract and you're entering into that contract with somebody that you may or may not actually know. So always have either a real estate agent or even an attorney look over the contract and make sure um, that it is a solid contract that benefits not only the seller, but also you as the buyer. So that's something you could do, though. So if if let's just say I I, I found a lease to own or mm-hmm. land contract, and I'm like, okay, it's it's a private because that would be a private thing, though. That would be me talking to them directly, or would I still have to go through like a real estate agency? Well, a lot of times they will they'll use a real estate agent. Okay, they'll go. Um, okay, because good, they want to list good. it, right? So gotcha. A lot of times gotcha. They will have a real estate agent as well. Okay, um, good. And so it would be good to have representation for okay. you, whether it's with, like I said, with a real estate agent or an attorney. Okay. I'm not an attorney, although I always tease my friends that are lawyers that I do have a law and order degree. I've been watching law and order for 25 <laughs> years. So. <laughs> I cannot. That's funny to me. I should have one too then. <laughs> but wow. I'm not actually <laughs> I like a, that. A real attorney. Okay. I, I can't. Um, <laughs> I'll use that. Friend. Okay. But, you know, you want to make sure that somebody that knows contracts, that knows real estate contracts, and even if you're going to a, a, an attorney, you want to make sure you're going to a real estate attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different types of attorneys. A divorce attorney is probably not the best person to look at a real estate contract. I they agree. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just yeah. like a doctor, you wouldn't go to a podiatrist if you had, you know, something going on with your eyes, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. You know. So make sure you're going to somebody that understands what it is that they're looking at or the contract that they're reviewing. Gotcha. Now, what are some red flags that potential home buyers should be looking for that may be hit right in their face? Well, right now the market is so hot that last year we had a lot of people do what we were called what when they were waiving their uh, independent inspections of property. Mm-hmm. Um, and an independent inspection of your property is, if we liken it to driving a car, it is the test driving opportunity of the house. Okay. Um, Detroit specifically has a lot of older housing stock. Like my house ha- is built almost 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the houses in Detroit are over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you're doing an inspection on the house. Now, you can say in a contract that, okay, I'm going to wait. I Maybe I, I'll do an inspection, but unless there is a an issue that is over $1,000 or $3,000, I won't try to renegotiate the price, the purchase price. But everybody should go ahead and get a an inspection. Okay. An inspection can run between $250 to $350, depending upon the size of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the inspector's job to come in and tell you everything that is wrong with the house. And allow you to make the decision if it's something, if the things that are wrong, and every house has something wrong, even our new construction houses have something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Because people build them, right? That's right. In human uh, error. Yeah. It's human error, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if I'm building it, you know, I'm the one that comes out of the Ikea box with extra screws. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I said. It's extra. Like, no, I don't think that was extra. <laughs> 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 me too, me too, no so, worries. <laughs> um, so make sure you get a property inspection. If nothing else, just for you to have a, a punch list of the things that you as a homeowner need to um, take care of over time. Because some things are not, you know, overtime things, um, not things that are pressing. Um, right. Water. You know, I, I hear people talk all the time. People are afraid of fire. Right? Mm, They're afraid their house is catching on fire. Yeah. Water will damage a house more than a fire will. Mm. Water is the most obtrusive and invasive thing to a house. So if there is water getting in the basement of your home, if you're a homeowner and you know that that faucet in that one bathroom drips and you're just like, oh, I'm going to put this tile up under the sink, Mm. you know, and I'm going to let it go. 
yeah what would have been maybe a a, a 30 to a hundred dollar repair mm-hmm. down the line can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars wow. because water will find a way you know it'll find a path and it's gonna find a path to something else right that's terrible yeah so um you know be careful of uh of water if you have a leak in the house, repair it right away. Don't mm-hmm. let it go. If you if you have um, spots of mold, that means that there's water coming from somewhere. Mm. You got to find the source. Stop the source. Yeah, mold is not as, as bad as it used to be. Like we used to remember back in the nineties, you know, had black mold and they yes. burned the whole house down. Yes, they would. <laughs> yeah, they would. Like take just tear it all down. Tear that right. Demolish it. It's like what? <laughs> yes. There is a product that you can buy at a local Home Depot. Not to shoot, shout out anybody that's not giving me. <laughs> but it's it's a product that you can buy for twenty five dollars that will kill the mold spores. So mold is not as scary as it, as it once was thought to be. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure you alleviate the source. Gotcha. Um, unless you alleviate the source, you're just temporarily killing the the mold that you see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's good to know. That's that's something good to know. And and I don't know. I would I personally I would not waive my inspection fee. I would pay that two fifty, three fifty or whatever because I wanna know. I'm not a homeowner, so I wouldn't know something that for instance, something that might need stitching. You gonna put a band-aid over it. Right. And I wouldn't know until it starts to get an infection. Right. Yeah, so and think yeah. about it. If I'm a homeowner and I'm selling my house, mm-hmm. and I know that there's something wrong, am I going to fix it right, 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 right? Or am mm. I going to fix it to sell it? Well, it depends on you and your spirit and your that's integrity. What, that's right. And mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that whomever you're buying the house from hasn't just put a band aid on something. Um, until you know they kind of move to the next move to their next chapter right yeah. so and that's what they that's what home inspectors do they're like many of them um, are insured and bonded and have um, have warranties on their inspections so if anything that they've inspected goes wrong that they didn't see they mm-hmm. oftentimes will give the homeowner some type of a warranty um, you know for young people pay for a home warranty yeah. Get you a good company to pay for a home warranty because if your furnace goes out and furnaces never go out in August. That's right. They go out in the dead of winter. <laughs> During a polar vortex. Okay. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and then you can't find anybody who can come out and do anything because it's too cold or they're booked up. Right. Because everybody's furnace is doing something. Everybody's yeah. furnace. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, make sure that you have a good inspector that understands those components of a house and those mechanicals of the house. Yeah. And and if you're already a homeowner, you know, just because every year the furnace kicks on, you should have, you know, a repair person come in and, and look at it and make sure that it's working in the best order. And they can kind of tell you, okay, next year we might need to do X, Y, Z to make sure it's running at its optimal uh, performance, you know, moving forward and extend its, its shelf life. Mm, good word. Good word. Well, here's my last question for you. I've enjoyed my interview, firstly. Let me say that. And I Thank feel you. so smart. Like, <laughs> I feel like I have a Monifi certificate. Like, I can just sit <laughs> like down and have, like my lawyer degree. <laughs> <laughs> sit down, like, okay, so what you need to do is get a so and so. Now you're like, going to be able to have a great conversation over yes, with Yes, I can. And feel really good about it. <laughs> So let me ask you this question, and this is outside of the box. Tell us a fun fact about you that people don't know. Oh, geez. Um, it's, it's funny. There's not much that people don't know about me. I'm, I'm one of those laugh, uh, live out loud people. Um, you know, I am a, I'm kind of an open book. I am what I am. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, one thing that a lot of people, because... You know, I'm I'm closer to 50 than I am to anything else <laughs> right now. Yes, <laughs> me too. <But> I, <laughs> I get it. I, I used to be a ballerina. 
Shut um, up. I did not know that. Yes, I did. Oh, and my God. So I danced since I was five. Um, and then I even taught up and through uh, until I was probably like 28. And I don't know if you remember, but even um, I used to do the dance um, team at, at church. I do remember. Yeah. And and one thing that people probably don't know about me is for real is that I used to um, ride horses. I used to ride English and I used to show um, horses um, as an English writer. My mom was one of those mothers that she was a single mom, but she believed in giving us all the opportunities that she could possibly muster. And mm-hmm. I'm sure she spent so much money on these experiences that she gave us. Um, but I ended up getting a, a scholarship opportunity to Boston College to ride horses at Boston College. I didn't take it. I went to the HBCU because, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's interesting, Monique, because I've, on the opposite side, I was a dancer at five. I started dancing at five. I was hip hop. I taught hip hop. Until okay. I was around the age of 28. And so it was like I, I taught out in Bloomfield. I was one of the few African-American teachers out there. Yep. And so I, too, my mom afforded the opportunities for me to take modern dance when I was little. Mm-hmm. My mom was determined that I was going to be in the entertainment industry because my mother was in the entertainment industry. Okay. And so, you know, I went through all of that. So it's quite interesting. I didn't know that about you. So that's like a double fun fact for me. Yeah. 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 Wow. See, you learn something new about somebody every single day. You do. Pay attention. You do. And you were so complex. People are yes. so complex. You yes. know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So tell my listeners, what is the website for your real estate agency? My website is MK Realty. M-K, R-E-A-L-T-Y, the letters M-I, dot com. And your office number to your new Detroit's office? Do you have that is, ready? I, well, I have my number. Okay, um, yes. And my number is 248-470-3438. Um, that's the best number to reach me. Um, and my email is Monifi, M-O-N, is in Nancy, I F is in Frank E at mkrealtymi.com. Wow. And then as far as your social media handles, do you have those tied to that as well? Yeah. So for Facebook, it is um, the MK Realty Group or MK Realty Group for Facebook and for Instagram. Perfect. I haven't picked up the TikToks yet. Um, so <laughs> I'm not, don't worry, I'm not I, I, I picked it up, yet. but uh, I haven't unraveled it. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Instagram and Facebook is actually the way to go as we evolve and move over, and so I think that um, the listeners will be able to find you by way of social media, your email, they can always tap in, and then as I post in the body, um, for the podcast for it to stay out there, then that information will also be there. I just wanted the people that's listening, they could just jot that down because you gave a lot of jewels tonight and I do want to thank you. I feel educated. I know I'm not the only one and I'm not the uh, sharpest knife in the drawer. So I know that the other sharper knives, I know that they are really, really excited. I believe that you're going to get you some new students from this podcast I'm excited about that. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. And so... Man, I can't wait to see what's next for you. Um, I'm looking forward to coming to your grand opening in your Detroit office and coming back and sharing what that experience was like. And I wish you the best of luck. I know that you're going to do greater things for the city, greater things for the people. And in that retrospect, I know that God's going to keep pouring into you because he knows that he can trust you with what he gives you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. And I'm so excited for you. You have so many great things happening for you, well, I thank mean, you. I, the moment I met you, I knew the great things were on your horizon. You just have that spirit. You just have well, that energy. You. Um, you know, you can meet somebody and just kind of know, like, oh, I better get their autograph now. <laughs> they're going to charge for it later. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. You know what? I, I I really appreciate that. Um, I am like you said. I'm just I'm just me. I mm-hmm. I am who I say I am because of who he said I was, and it right. took me a long time to know who I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming still into understanding who I am. And it and it's such a freeing feeling to yes. get there. Yeah. Um, and I think I think uh, you know it's one of those things that actually comes with age. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's very freeing. And I think that you know even older that I am, I am understanding myself more and more. And I just you know I just said to my husband recently, you know, and and I like her. Um, she's not yeah. perfect, and yeah. you know, and and she's got some issues. And um, but at the end of the day, I like her. I like yeah. who she is. I like who she's become, and I yes. like who she's becoming. So, yeah, that's good stuff. I like yeah. that. Well, I hope to see you soon, and I want you to enjoy the rest of your evening. Tell Brian I said thank you for letting me borrow you for just a little while on today. I certainly will. I certainly will. And you tell my favorite, your son. Yes, you know, been my favorite since he was itty bitty. Yes, um, yes. I said hello. I miss him so much. I will. Um, I, re- I will. I remember him in, in uh, Sunday school. So. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Well, you have a wonderful evening. I will talk to with you soon. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you and spend this time with you. It is. Always a good time to to catch up with you and to chit chat with you. So thank you very much.